Hey everyone, and welcome to my latest episode of the Splatsploitation Book Club, my podcast where I take a positive look at the nasty and the extreme. In this format, I do it with a guest from the extreme horror and splatpunk community. And with me this week, I have Ruth Anna Evans. Welcome to the show, Ruth. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, not a problem. Let's make sure I've got your name right then, because when I was typing in your email, I put Ruth Ann in for some reason instead of Anna. No idea why. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, before we uh, move on to the book that we're going to cover this week, which is Judith Sonnet's Splatosaurus, which would be a great fun to talk about. I'm just going to give the floor to Ruth for a little bit so she can just introduce herself and let you guys know about her wonderful work and where to pick it up and anything else. Uh, so over to you, Ruth. Hello. Um, so yeah, I'm Ruthanna Evans. I am a writer of mostly short horror. Um, I have a collection out um, called No One Can Help You, a couple of novellas, and then released not that long ago, uh, Ooze, Little Bursts of Body Horror, which was a collection of uh, 21 super short stories of nasty, disgusting, and fun body horror um, that sort of ranged the gamut of uh, types of horror. Um, so that's out. I have I have it here. It's pink, if you like <laughs> pink books. <laughs> so Ooze, Little Bursts of Body Horror, that's available on Amazon and Godless. Um, and then I have a couple of things coming out in anthologies right about now. We're Here, which is an LGBTQ um, horror anthology. And that's available on Amazon and Godless as well. And um, so, yeah, I've got a couple of things going on. A novella coming out this summer with Psychotoxin Press. And I make covers is something else that I do on the side. So, yep, you probably see me on Facebook, Twitter. I'm kind of constantly on social media. So if you want to hit me up there, I'm pretty much available. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. How fun was it putting ooze together? I looked like quite a, a lot of work with that many authors. I had no idea. I just had an idea. I just had a thought. I was like, oh, why don't I do an anthology? Why don't I do an anthology of body horror? Why don't I open it up? And I just like all of these stories, like <laughs> 200 some odd stories just landed in wow. my inbox. And um, so many of them were super good. And so I read all of those and coordinate with the authors. And I was just really lucky. I'm like this um, sort of obsessively organized person anyway because if if you're not organized anthologies like that would have just been a nightmare but luckily I, I started my life with a spreadsheet um <laughs> in my anthology so as long as you have a good spreadsheet <laughs> you're gonna be all right so it came together really well and all the authors were just wonderful to work with um and I felt like the stories were just like top-notch so that made it really exciting yeah, there was loads of amazing stories in there. What surprised me was the amount of authors I hadn't heard of before. Like, did you purposefully do that or did they just have the best stories? I just picked the best stories. I just picked oh, the best funny. stories. I started with a few invites. Uh, Roland Bercy Jr. Um, was an invite and Judith Sonnet was an invite. Um, then everybody else was just open. Oh, no, Lord Geislison, uh also yeah. was an invite. Um, His story was messed up. That was so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and I appreciated your review of that quite a bit. You went through every single one of those stories, which I was, was so worried amazing. about. I was so worried about reviewing his because I was like, I don't know if I got this or not. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna pretend that I knew exactly what he was doing. 
you did you got it it was yeah no he messaged me and was like no no that's what i was going for yeah yeah it was totally cosmic totally (laughs) and um yeah just something that only lore could write really (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so that was that was big fun it was big fun so now i'm doing a new one um not body horror at all unless one of the stories just happens to be but um yeah, I've started a new anthology, Dark Blooms, um, which is going to be coming of age horrors uh, by women. Oh, okay, nice. Have you limited how many um, submissions this time? Or are you like, fuck it, if 200 come in again, I'll, I'll just have to read Oh, I'll all. read everything. I'll read everything that comes in. The only thing is this time it's up to 15,000 words. So oh. the other um, anthology, you know, the top limit was like 1500 or something super small so it was easy to kind of just roll through them so this time i'm giving myself quite a bit more time to get through the submissions you can't have 20 for your office this time you can't have 20 for no no it's gonna be probably like 14 is what i'm looking because that's still a lot Mm -hmm, it is but it the minimum is 5,000. so most of the stories are coming in more around the 5,000 mark um but my story um is 15k so i wanted to try and get like at least one other one that was 15k so it's gonna be a pretty big book yeah no, that sounds like... so the first one didn't put you off at all then you were like nope doing this again i didn't know if i would do another one again i said i would only do it if i got a really cool idea um mm. and like couldn't help myself and <laughs> this one popped up in my head and i was like oh I can't help myself. I'm going to have to do it. (laughs) Uh, So, but I mean, it's a lot because you have to, um, I wish I were paying more for the stories. I really wish I could pay more than I am, but you do have to pay something for the stories. It's not a Ruth Anna Evans uh, self-donation charity. (laughs) (laughs) So there's that, which was, is a real factor about whether you're going to do it. Um, And I'm not, um, you know, the Kickstarter, I know a lot of people have success with that, but I was nervous about whether, so I'm self-funding it. Um, right. And uh, we'll see how this one goes. You know, maybe I'll keep doing them. I, yeah. it, the design is, um, like the cover design, I haven't revealed it yet, but it's really pretty. <laughs> so I can't nice. wait to show people that. Is this one of your own designs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made it. Yeah. I'd love to have a go at like putting together an anthology at some point, but yeah, it's the money side of it that worries me. I feel like I'd have to be a bigger name first, and that way I can be fair. Like, I think if I tried to self-fund something at the moment, I wouldn't be able to release one of my own books. So selfishly, I'm like, no, doing my own stuff yeah. still. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm paying like 20 to $40 per story, which is about double yeah, what I paid for Ooze. So yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to go up a little bit on each one. Um I normally see that... about twenty thirty dollars. So I think that's fair. Yeah. Well, some of the stories are going to be pretty long, so I would like to be paying, you know, more than that. But someday, someday I'll be yeah. able to pay. More. Exactly. You got to build up to that anyway. You can't right. just instantly do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just before we start as well, how did you um, how did you kind of fall into the cover designs? Was that like purposeful, or did you just do um... some of your own? It got a good response. Yeah, I was making my own, and then I. Um, I saw some covers, um, that were like, so fun, just like it was those, um, 
kind of older style covers with like the skeletons and the monsters. And um, I was like, I wonder if I could do that. Just like put it together because in my covers, I had mostly just used like an image and a background and like a super simple self-made cover. Um, but I decided to try and like put all these elements together and it came out really fun. Um, and then uh, I just posted it um, and Jonathan Tripp bought it. And oh, nice. I was like, I could sell these like <laughs> for money. And there are two things I really love in life. There are more than two things, but there are two things I really love in life. And that is creativity and money. So if you can get creativity and money to go together, um, yeah, I'm pretty much there. So um, <laughs> yeah. And just working with the authors like when you get somebody's vision commissions are my favorite i love the pre-mates but commissions are my favorite because when you get yeah. somebody's vision and you get to like tweak it and it ends up being exactly what they had in mind like that's just so rewarding so yeah no i mean the one you've done for me ended up exactly how i imagined it so yeah I, I could do it so i was like i need to find someone who could do it yeah. yeah sometimes i feel like i'm just like people's hands um mm. in photoshop so i never mind where it's like this little tweak like i was working on a um a cover for someone a couple of days ago and she wanted the mouth a little bit smaller so I made the mouth a little bit smaller and she was like no maybe these eyes and like so i switched and like those little tweaks i totally understand authors you have yeah. a vision in mind so i feel like you know i can do the, the the basic draft and then after that you know we can work together on getting it perfect yeah that's what I like about this sort of level of stuff. If it's just not like, oh, you're limited to this many revisions or anything. Like you can generally just mm -hmm. have a good chat with the cover artists and yeah, you know, get there easily enough, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as long as it happens like in the design process, it can be a little challenging. Yeah. If like a month later somebody comes back and wants like a major change to the cover, I get a little like mm, <laughs> about <moved> that. <laughs> but um yeah in the design process it's a process it's absolutely a process you have to make sure that the you know the vision comes across yeah well, i think you're doing really well with it I see a few of your covers kicking around now yeah all quite different as well feels like you're trying some different stuff so i am good. i'm throwing i'm throwing anything at the wall and uh <laughs> kind of seeing i've i've been working on like the polished side of it and trying to get some like more polished covers out there yeah. and then also like more of the gritty punk rock stuff um yeah. that feels just like super fun and then occasionally just the horrifically amazing sort of photoshop stuff like splatosaurus <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't uh thank you i appreciate that that's kind uh yeah we'll get to splatosaurus in a second though but first off i'm gonna let you do your 60 second short for everyone um oh yeah so yeah, if people don't know about this, basically I ask any guest who comes onto the show if they want to tell a 60 second or under extreme horror story, it can go over. I'm not fussed about it, but just 60 seconds is a rough guideline. And yeah, and then hopefully one day I'll put them all together in a video and do some kind of super cuts or something. Um, that would be really cool. Yeah, I think so. I think it'll work. I was going to try and put them all together in a book as well, but I don't know if I've even got half of them at the moment. I need to be a bit more organized with that. <laughs> I'm sure people would send them to you. Exactly, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll let you take away with that. And yeah, like I said, I might put them all together in a video at some point, so feel free to perform it. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, this is called Do Not Drink. Jeremy was thirsty. He was always thirsty these days. 
He knew it was his diabetes worsening, but fuck doctors, man. He reached into the fridge and grabbed the first cold thing he could find. He wasn't picky. Wet and cold would do the trick. The liquid felt a little gritty, washing past his tongue and down his throat. No, shit, no, Tiff said, coming around the corner. Jeremy felt something strange in his gut. A rumble. That was maggot eggs, you idiot. She snatched up the container, which Jeremy now saw was clearly labeled, do not drink. You drank all of it. They stared at each other in horror. Puke, you've got to puke. Jeremy raced to the bathroom and shoved his finger down his throat. He gagged, but nothing came up. They were about to hatch, Tiff said quietly from the doorway. I can't believe you drank them. I've been cultivating these little guys for weeks. They are... What? Jeremy demanded. What are they? Special. How? We need to get you to a hospital. Jeremy felt a pinch in his gut, then more pinches, sharp, deep. He fell to the ground in pain, writhing on the bathroom floor. They have tea, Tiff said helplessly. These are burrowing maggots. But Jeremy couldn't hear her. His insides were on fire. And then through his belly button, the first maggot emerged. Tiny, white, glimmering with teeth. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, Thank you. Nice. <laughs> maggots get to me. <laughs> so gross. So many maggot books, isn't there? It's amazing how many little maggot books there are out there. Yeah, I love that um, maggot girl. That one cover just stunning. <laughs> yeah, no, can't read it. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a few of them that are amazing. That one, um, is it larval seed as well? That's oh, <laughs> <laughs> he gave me an arc of that. That was great. <laughs> Did you read it? Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed yeah. it. Oh, yeah. it was I write all kinds of things it. that I couldn't read myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much <laughs> it's part of the fun yeah yeah it, um, it's fun to write for sure yeah definitely it's a lot of fun to write yeah i get some looks when i tell people about my ideas but i'm like nah the community understands like yeah <laughs> yeah it's all in good fun yeah uh so yeah speaking of good fun um uh, that moves us on nicely to splatosaurus by judith sonnet um Oh, there we go. Covered yeah. by Ruth Anna Evans. <laughs> Little bitty one. Seeny tiny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what made you... Um, so yeah, just before we start, actually, there will be spoilers. So anyone who hasn't read the book, it's a pretty quick read. So you can kind of pause it, run off, read it, come back. Or we can persuade you why you should read it. Um, so yeah, what made you choose this one? Other than the fact that you'd undercover. Um, actually, I'd forgotten that I did the cover when I picked it because I you did was actually like... yeah, you messaged <laughs> afterwards. You were like, "Oh, is it all right?" Just... I was like, "Oh, I I did that cover. Is that still okay?" Um, but uh, like I said, I don't read a lot of extreme horror, but this was one that just like called to me as far as okay, I cannot not read a book called Splatosaurus <laughs> <laughs> because it just seemed like so much fun, and that's what I look for in my reading. Um, these days is just something that's going to like entertain me and make me laugh and um, give me those like uh, vibes of just this is this is uh, irresistible <laughs> so I feel like Bloodersaurus <laughs> was kind of irresistible yeah it's definitely one of those ones where the minute you see the cover and you kind of read the premise you're like wow I kind of gotta read it really I can't yeah. not 
yeah it's gonna be canon for sure <laughs> yeah um so yeah what were your um sort of first impressions when it started then if someone who doesn't read a lot of extreme horror that first chapter's pretty nasty yeah so i um you know i've seen the the camp slasher movies so it did sort of like hit that kind of um vibe right off the bat with the boy in the in the lake and the mm. uh you know something coming out of out of the water you know uh um and then it was a dinosaur and you're like you know it's a dinosaur because it's called splatterosaurus and there's a dinosaur in the cover um but it was just like this such a cool shift from the camp slasher to mm. a creature feature um yeah. that that just made it like such a fun mashup um and then uh like the the really like visceral grows uh kill uh right at the very beginning of um the kid like you're like oh okay this is what we're reading <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right let's do it <laughs> yeah i wasn't for some reason despite having how much of judas work i've read i wasn't expecting the first kill to be so nasty because yeah. it's called splatosaurus <laughs> and there's a dinosaur you're like oh, oh she's just gonna have a good time which he does yeah. but it's still like brutal and you quite like the kid as well he seemed quite nice yeah he does seem nice and then the poor grandpa like uh, <laughs> walking around in the woods looking for his grandson like and then coming across this this murderous dinosaur with pieces of his grandson like falling out of his mouth <laughs> like you know it's not it it was uh you know it was like disgusting and violent but it was also quite emotional <laughs> yeah especially the um the sister was there as well wasn't she because mm -hmm. she was like hoping to visit us like the kids that we see afterwards who are coming to the, stay there like she was hoping they'd be of her age and she could meet some people and yeah party a little bit and it's like nope you're dead there's a fucking dinosaur there. <laughs> yeah and her kill was pretty good i think was she the one that was like her head exploded like a watermelon I think so. I think them. a few people's heads exploded. <laughs> Crunch. <laughs> yes. I mean, if you're going to have jaws like that, you might as well use them, right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, no, definitely a very fun start. So, I thought it set the tone well because, like, yeah, it was silly. Like, it was a dinosaur coming out of a lake. You can't get much mm -hmm. sillier. But at the same time, you're like, well, it killed a kid gruesomely yep. and then it butchered its fucking family. You're like, yep what book am I reading here? Like, is, am I meant to be laughing or not? <laughs> yeah, you do find, you feel a little bit bad about laughing at this poor kid dying, but I mean, you knew it was going to happen to somebody. Yeah. It, just, it hits you right at the very beginning. Yeah, no, I thought that was really good. I, I wasn't expecting them all to die because she wrote them like they were nice. Like, so it's like, mm -hmm. oh shit, okay, they seemed all right. Like, yeah, yeah. And then you know what's waiting for because it switches to the story of the college students and you know mm. what's waiting for them. Um, and it's like, you know, it, it's just so much like the slashers that I've seen, the movie slashers that I've seen. So if, if you like that kind of um, film, it's very much like a, a book version of that film on <laughs> the dinosaur. Yeah, again, like she set up very well, like to have the scene at the kind of like petrol station, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Or sort of gas station, I guess there. But like yeah. um yeah, like you've always got that scene in any teen campy movie. Like they always mm -hmm. stop and you have that Mordecai sort of character behind the counter who warns you about whatever, like and to have all that still in there. But 
instead of the guy behind the counter doing some like warning about whatever it's bunch of fucking rapey hillbillies yeah yeah and so it was like then we've got danger from that side too and it was like you know immediately as soon as you met the rapey hillbillies you want them to die and you're like oh i really hope i really hope they get it (laughs) (laughs) and you want you want the poor little you know the poor little um sweet college students to to somehow come out of it in the end and the you know evil nasty brutish guys to get popped like watermelons (laughs) (laughs) i guess that's why killing the kids worked so well at the beginning though right because again these college kids afterwards they're pretty nice Mm -hmm. like you know they're not dickheads at all they're not the teens you normally see in slasher flicks they they seem all right you're not cheering on their death apart from the fact that you're not gonna not cheer a dinosaur because it's a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> right, but, you are cheering a dinosaur. But like, yeah, against the kids because they seem all right. So you're like, okay, the hillbillies have got to be there as the sort of counterbalance to that. But yeah, the, the dinosaurs father. are just, you know, they're like anyone's fair game to the dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, it's just a killing machine. Um, so the uh, yeah, the the kids. I uh, I did want to talk a little bit about the kids because I thought those characters like she she uses a ton of like stock characters in this with like you do the hillbillies you know exactly what the hillbillies are like from the beginning and the college students like you know their little relationships and that kind of thing but they are kind of you know a little bit nuanced um in terms of like they're they're they've got these like internal struggles that they're dealing with and um I thought that that was good and I liked the guys particularly because they were like kind of respectful of their girlfriends and um they were just like sweet guys and they were just going out to have like this nice little fun and I mean they were going out to like get drunk but they weren't like going out to like get drunk and you know Hmm. seduce their (laughs) drunken girlfriends they were just going out for a nice fun time yeah like the drunken part was more against the oppression of the school wasn't it it wasn't Mm -hmm. like you know jocks going out and pounding a few beers before they bang their fucking girl in the bleachers or whatever it was they're in a really repressive school and this is a chance for them to get away and actually just relax a little bit yeah yeah it was it was just so relaxed and that made it so like um such a harsh contrast when like the the hillbilly comes crashing through the door with like his entrails (laughs) falling out of his ass (laughs) You're like, yeah. oh no, our our sweet little nice fun time in our cabin in the woods has been um invaded by yeah. yeah, disgusting um one monster and then another. Very much so, yeah. I liked the um like the hillbillies versus the dinosaur. Like that was the bit mm-hmm. I was waiting for and to kind of get that pretty early in the book I mean it's only a short book so it's probably the midpoint or whatever but yeah to get it relatively early and just for the I think it was Angus wasn't it the older hillbilly for him just to get fucking annihilated by this time yes. so it's like not remotely a fair fight <laughs> oh yeah that was a great kill that was a good one yeah it's Paul was the other one wasn't it Angus and Paul yeah Angus and Paul yeah Paul was the one you liked him a little bit better at first like between the two they're both horrible but Paul was like slightly less horrible than Angus but um then they told 
one of the reasons I don't read a lot of splatterpunk is because of the rapiness of it. It's just not my thing. Um, but the like the little touch of it in this book from what they had done in the past, like sort of letting mm. you know what they might do to these uh, poor um, college kids. Um, like it just made you root for their deaths so much more. <laughs> <laughs> so I can see like I can see the intensity of that being um, appealing if you know yeah. if you're okay with that kind of reading. So when um, Paul bursts through the college kids' doors and he's instantly apologizing, like because there's a bigger threat now, are you like, yeah. uh, okay, I don't mind if he lives, or are you still like, I hope that dinosaur fucking gets him? Oh, he was totally like just. Yeah, no, I still wanted the dinosaur to fucking get it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, we were just going to knock on the window. No, yeah, you weren't. We were just going to scare you. Like, go just going to scare you. You were going to kill all the boys and rape the girls, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah. He needed to die long before this. He did, because, yeah, because ultimately he led the dinosaur to him. Mm, he did. I felt he the did. dinosaur would have found him anyway, but, you know. Yeah, I think he sped the process up a little bit. He did. He did. He opened the door, and then the the, the horror was there. Hmm. Yeah, I was wondering, like, um, because it's quite a hard dynamic as well, isn't it? Because the dinosaurs in the room of all four of them, and they're like, you know, they're scared teenage kids and stuff. And you're like, how are you going to fend off this dinosaur? Like, it was quite a interested seeing because you're like you can't really be too heroic in that situation because yeah they you're not had like win. one weapon like a um a poker i think they had a poker yeah and that was fire it poker, yeah a yeah, fire I've... poker it didn't yeah. it didn't help <laughs> no i think they jammed it in the dino's eye but i don't think the dinosaur gave a fuck no the dinosaur did not care one but he was still he was still chomping yeah yeah, no, and the it's... writing i was gonna say the writing in that scene was like was really strong um mm. because it was you know it was kind of hopping from character to character as they got killed off and that's not easy to do and mm. keep um continuity and like change the voices up a little bit and so yeah that that was really strong yeah you didn't lose you didn't lose the geography in the scene did you you kind of knew mm -hmm. where everyone was who had been knocked down who was under mm -hmm. the door or who was in the corner like it just yeah yeah i didn't find sometimes with those sort of scenes and this is no dig at any of the writers because it's a really fucking hard scene to write like you said like you do find yourself flicking back a page and just being like oh yeah that one was there that one was there like, mm -hmm. just to kind of get it set in your head because yeah, yeah like having five people in a dinosaur in one little room Mm -hmm. with that amount of stuff going on is very chaotic but yeah it didn't yeah. feel it didn't feel like you were kind of lost within the scene mm -hmm. yeah I really I was I admired that um because that would be really difficult and then especially with such a fast pace you know because it's like on he's on one and then he's on another and then you know this person's getting ripped to pieces <laughs> and this person's you know choking on their own blood and it's like um you knew the characters uh, enough so that there was already like this differentiation between them. Um, mm. But there was a di enough differentiation too between the kills, which is also yeah. difficult to do because when you've got a dinosaur killing people, you know, how many different ways. Yeah. You're pretty limited. <laughs> yeah. And how many different ways can that happen? But there was like a differentiation between the style of death yeah. for each of them as well. So that was pretty cool. 
exactly you're pretty much like you can bite the head off or you can claw them like how much could you do with that but yeah it still felt kind of fresh between each one as the dinosaur mm-hmm. was getting more and more enraged yeah yeah lots of lots of lots of death in this one i didn't count them up but it was a pretty good body count dinosaur was just merciless like he was not <laughs> fucking around he just killed everyone well, i mean he was playing with his food a little bit with the hillbilly he was like mirroring them a bit but yeah he was mostly just going for the kill yeah he was um and he was bright orange <laughs> which <laughs> i just i just like that about because dinosaurs probably weren't bright orange i mean i've never seen a dinosaur so i don't imagine that's the most camouflaged of colors (laughs) yeah Mm. but like this bright orange killing machine coming at you and um yeah that's just fun yeah very much yeah a lot of fun um yeah i don't know like maybe you didn't think so like because of the whole rapey aspect but i kind of found the hillbillies quite fun as well like they were just so over the top like they They were like the the dialect and the i mean (laughs) like people like that they they're these are fictional characters like they were they were nice solid like fiction so no they didn't they didn't bother me at all it didn't make me uncomfortable because it was so like so cheesy (laughs) that it, it made them um like I don't know, they had like a purpose in the plot. Yeah. They had a really good, strong purpose. Yeah, and, like I wouldn't they say were. they weren't likable, but you were mm-hmm. like amused by them. You weren't like, yeah. oh, for fuck's sake, just kill these fuckers already. You were <laughs> like, I'm waiting for them to die, but at least I'm having a laugh with them because they're so ridiculous like, yeah like when one of them um oh he got scared or something the other one was make, making fun of him for shit in his pants and yeah, I was yeah. like ow and i bet he did and i bet he's that guy with like skin marks and shit <laughs> yeah i think there was some i remember right it wasn't there some like backstory like something had happened in the past and he was like oh have you done that again and something along those lines it, but yeah yep. No, they were good fun. I enjoyed them right up until when the dinosaur ripped them apart, and then I enjoyed it even more. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, what else have I got? Uh, I made notes too. We'll get to the crazy end. Yeah. Well, yeah, the ending. I don't know if uh, you're ready to talk about the ending, but that was yeah, that I was can skip to it. Um, so, were you? we get to the end of it were you looking for an explanation like did did it matter to you where this dinosaur came from or were you like I didn't. there's a dinosaur let's go with yeah, it yeah i didn't care one bit i didn't need an explanation like i mean it was a dinosaur like clearly whatever explanation there was yeah. was gonna be <laughs> absolutely ludicrous so um i mean it was it was fun that um there was that like alien aspect to it like i really liked where it went in the end and you know it wasn't totally connected with the dinosaur like you weren't 100 percent sure if he was connected to the alien aspect of it Hmm. and the um the ufo or whatever but maybe but it was just like so out of left field (laughs) that it just you're like yes that's (laughs) that's the way this story should end (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't, um, when I read it, I like you, I wasn't sure whether the alien was responsible for the dinosaur 
or not i was just kind of like more like fuck it like kitchen sink it like you've got a dinosaur what else can you have like let's have a ufo like let's have some aliens in there why the fuck not yeah well and the dino yeah total spoiler but the dino kill was like so over the top it was just like (laughs) (laughs) so it's like after he's killed all of those people you had to have this like crazy end to him if he's gonna die um and i really i really enjoyed that scene too it was very splattery very yeah nice and gloopy uh but yeah no i thought it was quite fun having the chucking the aliens in as well so just um, mm-hmm. kind of once you've had like hillbillies and dinosaurs then it's kind of the natural next step almost isn't it yeah and um her being abducted like mm. you even even when the ufo shows up and even when the ufo um kills the dino like it's still super surprised i was super surprised that she got sucked up into the ufo and then i was surprised when she got discovered afterwards bald and pregnant like it was just (laughs) like one surprise after another even though it's one of those things like where they say a a good ending to a story a good twist ending the story is one that surprises you but like it was really the only thing that could have happened like i felt like that about this book where it was like well, of course, <laughs> there's a UFO, and of course she gets abducted, and of yeah. course she gives birth to a new dinosaur that rips her body apart. Of course, <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like, if you gave me a million guesses, I wouldn't guess it, and then you tell me, it, and I'm like, well, yeah, it has to be that. Like, obviously, like, but of course, <laughs> obviously. So yeah, just like a a stellar ending to a really fun book, I would say. Yeah, I think so. Um... Yeah, I think, I mean, I kind of mentioned it to Judith herself that I think, I think she just got the balance right in this book. Mm. Like, it's silly, yes. but it is gory, and you do mm-hmm. give a fuck. Like, you care about the characters. Right. Even though you're rooting for the dinosaur, you do care right. about the characters. And yeah, and it's brutal. Like, none of the kids get off lightly. Like, not right. a single one of them. They get absolutely destroyed. And even the final girl gets, like, butchered yeah (laughs) in a really horrible way it's like you know another original kill yeah i don't think too many people are giving birth to a dinosaur that rips them from like inside out no can't think of too many examples of that at least not that i've read no um so yeah and the length speaking of balance the the length was perfect for me because i've attention span issues when it comes to reading sometimes and I was just able to just fly through this and I love that about it yeah I think I read it in one evening yeah, mm-hmm. I think I started late as well I don't think I meant to read it in one evening it's just started about 10 at night and finished it before I went to sleep because it was just a quick read quite short mm-hmm. the things I like about extreme horror and splatterpunk like they're not all 500 pages long yeah yeah I I love that about the indie horror community too, is that everybody is really supportive of short horror, which means that we can produce more horror. Like we can tell more stories if somebody's not constantly expecting a hundred thousand words. Yeah. No, I mean, my first book was 70,000 and the sequel to that book. Yeah. The sequel to that book is about 75, but everything else is between that 30 and 40 mark because people seem to not mind it. And I like Mm -hmm. writing at that length, like, yeah. So that length of a book is about how long it would take me to watch a movie, so I can just substitute right. one for the other. Yeah, it's an inter- it's a package of entertainment. Yeah. Um and I've been surprised at how well like short stories 
I mean, you don't make any money off of them, but the short stories do get picked up and people get a taste of your writing and, you know, yeah. you can do a cover with them. And it's like, so I, I love that about Judith's work too, is, you know, she's constantly cranking something out and it's not all long, but it's all entertaining. Um, but some of it's really pretty hefty too. I don't know how she does it. No, I don't. I spoke to her actually about, um, it was when I released Not For Children. I was a bit worried about the length. And she was like, no, no, people will love it. Like They like that sort of length. And I'm like, but it's too short. And she's like, no, no, it'll be fine. Yeah, then, it yeah, will be. It done really well. Like it, People really took to it. And Yeah, like, all you need is no, long enough for a cover. Yeah, there wasn't a single comment about, oh, it's too short. Like Not a single mention at mm -hmm. any stage. Like, yeah. Which, yeah, you kind of like really because, yeah, it means you can get more work out. You can have mm -hmm. more covers. You can move on to other projects quicker yeah. without being you know unprofessional and not leaving the story finished you can just tell right a good short story or short yeah. story yeah I did get that feedback a little bit um on some of my early stories was that they needed to be developed more um but that's not a length issue that's just like a story development yeah. issue so as long as you get to that point where you really developed your yeah. characters and got a full plot and you know all of those things people are really open to it yeah, I have a few where I'm like, I, I would have enjoyed another four or five chapters of that. But at the same time, yeah, they told the story. So mm -hmm. it's fine. Like, you know, like as someone who does so much content on this, like I, the shorter the better. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're all, we're all busy. Yeah, exactly. If I was covering, trying to do all this in fantasy or whatever, I'd be like one video a month. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, um if I stop reading a book sometimes I don't come back to it even if I think it's a really great book sometimes mm. I just like move on um and don't end up finishing it and you know that's a tragedy not to finish a story that you enjoyed but if it's nice and short I don't usually have that problem yeah no I never have that problem in extreme horror because I'm always if I stop reading it I'm already about 60 70 percent through so it's like I might as well finish it sort of thing yeah yeah exactly um so are you, I, mean, I already know the answer to this because I've seen the cover, but have you done the design for Splatosaurus 2? Yes, Splatosaurus Rex has been made and uh, that's Ryan Berry is doing that one. Um, and that one is, is just as fun. Like I, <laughs> I, I cannot wait to read Splatosaurus Rex. <laughs> it's, uh, um, I, I showed him, a, I, I put something together for that cover and I was like, oh, this is, this is like way too cheesy, but I'm going to show it to, show it to him because it's just so hilarious. And then he, you know, he looked at it, he liked it. And I went on to making like a more, not typical cover, but a, a little bit more like what you would expect from a book cover. And yeah. I sent him that and he was like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I like the first one. So we've got this like toy dinosaur. <laughs> Like invading this little suburban. It's so stupid. I think he's going to suit his style really well. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think he's really going to knock it out of the park. Um, so and did then, they, um, a little bit of inside information here, did they tell you really early that they were going to do a sequel and it'd be a different author or did they come to you kind of after this um, one done Well, right? I know that um, she put it in the book that there was a sequel um so they had yeah, she had, did, yeah. 
yeah. yeah, they had planned the sequel. Um, so yeah, I don't think it was like it wasn't super far after. Um, and then um, yeah, it wasn't super far after. I, I I knew it was coming, but then at one point I was just like, I've just got to make this cover. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. Yeah, I'm pleased you got to do it in the same sort of fashion as the first one. It just oh yeah, I was good. glad it came together because you never know what pictures you're going to find when you work from stock photo as a composite artist. You never know what you're going to be able to find, like whether you're going to have like full body running people with a scared look on their face. Like yeah. you type that in and you might get nothing. Um, so yeah, I was really lucky to be able to find the right images for that, and then just like a big red toy dinosaur. So was the um, so was Splatosaurus was that um, was that a pre-made or was that custom for for the story? That was custom. That, that was custom. custom. Right. And um, because I know at times Judith just buys covers she likes and then writes mm -hmm. the story five days later and nope, releases this it. Was so. All Judith. That this was totally her conception. Um, and she contacted me and was like, "I have one for you." And all of her ideas are always like super fun. But when she told me about this one, I was like, <laughs> okay, we can do this. We can absolutely do this. Yeah, it's not your average work day, is it? Like, yeah, no, I can do no. a dinosaur cover where they're chasing teens out of a cabin. Like... Absolutely, I can. And then I'll give you a little bit of um, inside info. Um, my husband, who's never write, written a book, never written any fiction i uh, was totally inspired by splatter source and he's actually writing a spin-off right now oh wow right. <laughs> so uh, universe is continuing yeah the universe is continuing we don't you know who knows when it's going to be out because it, like i said it's his very first book and yeah. you know um but it's going to be something so um nice. yeah who knows who else is going to pick up on Splatosaurus. <laughs> there could be a there could be a whole big world. Yeah, I'm gonna put my hand up and say I'll do one if he goes to space. Like, I'll jump in there. <laughs> I could do the Jason X one. Space. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the Jason yeah. X version. Um, but yeah, like I said, very fun book. Really enjoyed it. it. Was um, yeah, it probably wasn't one I was gonna read actually until you said it because you just got so many out. I've got like about ten of her books on my like to read list. Mm -hmm. It was actually like, yeah, it wasn't on the list because it was others I was going to get there first. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like, I wouldn't say I was surprised because I like her work, but just, yeah, it really got that balance right. Just... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it did get that balance right. It really is like a, a little gem, I think. So I hope, I hope lots of people read it. Yeah, I do too. I think it's one of those ones that people might be like, a dinosaur, like, I don't know. But then when they read it, they'll be like, okay, like this actually has kind of everything within the genre mm -hmm. yeah it's got one. some like, it's got some meat to it it's got like a it's yeah. a good story and it hits the mark that it's it's exactly what you would hope it would be i would say yeah i think so too it's definitely one i'd recommend and hopefully anyone who's watched this will pick it up as well yeah um so yeah has it encouraged you to read a bit more sort of extreme horror or are you still like not quite your thing um well it's like I've read I've read several of Judith's um, short stories, and right. she had one in Ooze. Um, oh and... yeah, she had the last rest, last burger restaurant or last hamburger restaurant. Yeah, the last hamburger like restaurant in the world. Um, yeah. So it's like I feel like she 
like I kind of know from the first little bit what I'm getting into um, yeah. with Judith and she does a good job of like trigger warning. So I kind of trust her in my reading that if it's way beyond what I'm comfortable with, I'll know. Yeah. And I won't, um, I won't read that. So, um, but uh, you know, I, I feel like I would need to discover like who is like that and who is not like that. And I haven't dipped my toe in enough to, yeah. um, to know. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm open to it. Yeah. I'm terrible with trigger warning. So you'd have no idea with mine. I'm like, no, fuck it. Just read it and see. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, if you're, if you're in a genre where there are no boundaries, yeah. um, then you just have to assume that all of the triggers are there. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's totally fair. I put trigger warnings on mine because my genres are like kind of widespread. Yeah. Um, so, and some of my stuff is like, I, I don't write extreme horror, but I say I write extreme emotional horror. And so it's like truly triggery uh, mm -hmm. sometimes like can really like, for example, one of my stories is um, someone going through a bipolar episode. And if you're bipolar and you're reading about someone going through a bipolar episode, that could trigger you and trigger a bipolar episode. So I feel like that I have to trigger warn. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like sometimes you need it and sometimes you really don't. Yeah, I mean, your one in Ooze was pretty disgusting. <laughs> I would say that, yeah. All, yeah, that was relatively extreme. Like, yeah, funny where I some of the others in the book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I like gross. I do like gross. So if it's, um yeah if it's a certain type of gross i'm definitely there for i it. recommended his book to you actually but i'll do it the other way around as well have you heard of a guy called rob uritsky oh i have not uh he does body horror stuff i've got one of them on the shelf there actually because he's lives like a few miles down the road from me oh, um, okay. but he's got a couple on godless um rubber and god what was the other one begins with b but yeah he's got two of them on bloke bloat was the other one rubber and bloat and they're both okay. very body horror-y so yeah, oh bloat is a great him. title yeah because he's he doesn't really write extreme horror either but his stuff's got that little bit of a nastiness to it but it's more body horror stuff so mm -hmm. i would definitely recommend checking that out oh thank you i will yeah i think that's a good place for you to start because it's not rapey it's not too extreme but it's disgusting <laughs> yeah cool yeah. very cool i had i had a ton of fun um reading the because that was one of the things that I put on it was like I'm not interested in anything with rape in it um mm. and so I, I had like you know a, a safe reading zone of like super gross <laughs> so that was perfect yeah yeah I know there was some nasty ones on that I think it was the screw one I think was the one I liked the most I thought that was <laughs> fucked up <laughs> yeah and I, you just imagine like somebody hitting a screw in their head when they're mm. brushing their hair and like how much yeah. that would just like I know, eh. like out of all the stuff I've read like that was one of the things that made me like because you can yeah. feel it feel I guess, it for some yeah. reason even though it's never going to happen to you you know the the texture the sounds of mm -hmm. what that would mm -hmm. be it would just shoot like an electric jolt down your yeah, spine like oh yeah <laughs> total cringe yeah um, so yeah, I think um, anything else with Splatasaurus before we wrap up? Any other notes you've got there? I don't think so. I think we really talked about everything that um, that I noticed about the book. It's just I highly recommend it. Great book. Are you going to read the sequel? 
Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you very much for coming on the show and for introducing me to Splatosaurus. Like I said, I don't know if I would have got there anytime soon. And I really did enjoy it a lot. Like I said, it's just, it's silly, but also quite brutal. So it's a yeah. good mix. Well, good. Yeah. Well, thank you for inviting me. I've had fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, definitely look forward to um, catching more of your work in the future as well. I need to read a little bit more. I liked your story in news. Like it's, thank it's you. quite nasty, <laughs> but also quite kind of like, no, not icky is not the right word, but uncomfortable, I think. Yeah, emotionally uncomfortable. I'm always looking yeah. for that emotionally uncomfortable feeling. Yeah, you definitely got it with that one. Thank you. I, I wanted her that. just to fucking bolt it out the door the minute it started. I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yes, leave. <laughs> Do not. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for coming along. It's been a pleasure to have you, and hopefully I'll see you again shortly. All right. Thank you. See you later. Bye.